The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. This is a program that shows you how to turn your obstacles into opportunities and your problems into solutions and how to make your dreams come true. And today we're talking about what is fulfillment? How do we really become happy and fulfilled in our lives? And it's a real practical guide. My guest is Dr. Xavier, N.S. Xavier, who has successfully integrated spirituality into his psychiatric practice for three decades. With his experience and broad knowledge of world religions, literature, history, and philosophy, he provides keen insights and practice guidance with clear explanations and compelling examples. He presents his work nationally and internationally. And his new book that is just out is Fulfillment Using Real Conscience, Practical Guide for Psychological and Spiritual Wellness. It was endorsed by Dr. Deepak Chopra. This is a very special guide for anyone interested in self-empowerment through psychological and spiritual evolution. Welcome, Dr. Xavier. Thank you. Let's talk first about uh, the whole concept of spirituality, the difference between spirituality and psychology, in a sense. Well, um, of course, they overlap. You know, the, we have psychological needs, and uh, spirituality takes it to a, a deeper dimension, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of, uh, see, like, like uh, uh, in a way, uh, psychological uh, wellness can be considered uh, being well adjusted to one's uh, society, you know, one's mm-hmm. culture, uh, but sometimes the uh, there may be uh, things that are not uh, not really uh, good in one's culture itself, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and so spirituality goes uh, beyond the cultural thing uh, and into deeper meaning and and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more living by the spirit of the golden rule. You know, we hear a lot about addictions and using spirituality and our higher power to uh, overcome addictions. How does conscience and insight into human needs help? Right. Uh, If you talk about the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and Mm. similar steps, uh, especially the steps 4 to 10 are connected with... uh, uh, using conscience, you know, like uh, uh, the step four, taking moral inventory. You know, yes. Uh, and uh, that's a, a way to um, use conscience. But a lot of times uh, in practice, I see many patients 
very hesitant or they don't take the step four, the reason is uh, it might make them feel a lot of guilt or shame. Uh, and so I explained to them that uh, guilt and shame can be healthy, uh, coming from a, a reasonable uh, uh, application of conscience. The the guilt and shame would be what I call therapeutic dose of guilt and shame, not an overdose. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the so other you're hand, you're saying that you need some some right. guilt and shame. Right, right. You know because. Uh, uh, the, those fe- negative feelings make us aware of of uh, having done something wrong or not living up to uh, the ideals. And you know, if it is based on reality, uh, you know that we really have reason to feel guilt or shame, then uh, we can use that uh, negative feeling to uh, correct the wrongs we we are, have been doing and and try to prevent repetition. And mm-hmm. then, you know, with that kind of uh, positive change in our uh, habits, our choices, we can really feel good. Mm-hmm. So right. it goes from the negative feeling to a positive feeling uh, about the transformation. You write in your book about making a habit of using consciousness. Right. Conscience. Conscience. Uh, right. How right. do you do that? Yeah, if we become more aware of the choices and its consequence and uh, use our reason and the sense of fairness, the sense of the, uh, the spirit of the golden rule in making choice, not, uh, not making choice j- just based on feelings or sometimes uh, making choices based on uh, Cultural conditioning can also be a problem you know, because, you know, say for example, a child growing up in a family that is um, uh, too critical or or not reflective may have a habit of, you know, uh, going along with being too critical in that case uh, or in some other cases, you know, not really reflecting on on things, you know, just. Uh, Making choice by by whatever they feel like. Mm. So those those kind of uh, uh, what I call super ego judgment, you know, the, uh, based on uh, the programming in family and society. Uh, you know, the person may feel that their choice is right, but uh, it's really not right. And if the person uses conscience, he or she can. Recognize. Give us an example of how you might use conscience to treat people who are suffering from anxiety or depression or post-traumatic stress disorder or sexual dysfunction. Right. How, give us a, an example, yeah. uh, or maybe uh, a case that you had. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, let's say, for example, in, in depression, you know, uh, one of the features may be low self-esteem and uh, mm-hmm. of, uh, guilt and shame and and uh, that causing low self-esteem. And the, uh, too much guilt and shame may be because of uh, 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 superego judgment, that is judgment based on uh, what the person picked up as, uh, as right and wrong from society, not based on, on good reason. Say a woman who loses, uh, I mean, who is rejected by her husband or, or boyfriend, 
and feeling like she is worth it. And uh, that may be because she grew up with the idea that uh, um, if she is rejected by her male companion, she is worthless, you know, that kind of uh, programming. Or a man who loses his uh, his uh, uh, business or, or, you know, uh, loses in the marketplace and feeling like a loser, again, because of the kind of judgment which is uh, unfair uh, and unreasonable. You know, I have treated uh, more recently, you know, with the economic condition, you know, going down. Uh, I have treated many, you know, several men who, you know, blamed themselves too much, although they were doing, within their limits, they were doing what is right, but uh, it was not their fault that uh, their business uh, went down or, uh, uh, so financial problems happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know the they they were taking too much responsibility. On the other hand, there are people who don't uh, take enough responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, they 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 grew up with the idea uh, of uh, you know they they don't they they are too lenient on on themselves. You know they. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, what do you see um, as one of the biggest issues today? And you've been doing this work for many years, and certainly, you know, times have changed. Do you think people have more depression now because of the financial picture? Do you think people, because of almost the age of technology, were not as connected? Do you think we're in a a better place or or a worse place? What do you see? Uh, I think we are in a worse place uh, uh, you know, there's, uh, I think, more depression and anxiety. There's, certainly, I see more people with addiction and uh, also relationship problems. You know, uh, people uh, seem to uh, uh, have more conflicts and less willingness to work on conflicts. They seem to, uh, uh, you know, break up more easily and, and uh, at least in my uh, experience clinically, People seem to break up with less consideration uh, of what uh, what would happen to the the uh, partner, and so you know, all kinds of problems. And the the judgment, the the kind of superego judgment, seem to be to be worse. You know, there is more extremism. I think uh, you know both uh, uh, you know individually and, and socially with the uh, right wing and left wing seem to uh, have more more extremism. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are talking to Doctor N. S. Xavier, M.D., about his new book, "Fulfillment Using Real Conscience." We're talking about a practical guide for psychological and spiritual wellness. When we come back, we'll talk more about you know what we can do in terms of really having our, using our conscience to be happier and more fulfilled in our life. Again, this book was uh, endorsed by Dr. Deepak Chopra, and he says this is a very practical guide for anyone interested in self-empowerment through psychological and spiritual evolution. All right, stay tuned. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. And again, we're talking to Dr. Xavier, who, MD, who's integrated spirituality into his psychiatric practice for three decades. 
His book shows how to live real conscience, and that reduces our suffering and promotes fulfillment. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to get freed up? Join Dr. Jennifer Freed, one of America's leading psychological thinkers, for a groundbreaking program with fascinating guests and full participation from you. Freed Up will explore topics like liberation in long-term relationships, parenting in the 21st century, comfort in stressful times, and much more. Tune in to Freed Up every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and wake up to the heartbeat of your life. Wielding power, shaping environments and outcomes, and making things happen are all essential characteristics of great leaders. Yet these qualities alone are not enough to ensure your success. In a complex world, how do you decide what's most important to you? In your career, your relationships, your finances, your family, in the world around you, in the whole of your life at large. Dr. Joseph Riggio, the host of Leadership Intuition, says that personal leadership, the desire to take charge of your life, is the key to creating futures that work and building a life worth living. Join Joseph as he reveals the power of uncovering and living your own personal mythology, the key to personal transformation, exquisite performance, and social influence. Learn to look inside and discover your personal mythology and unique leadership style. Go beyond conventional advice and discover your unique success blueprint on Leadership Intuitions with Dr. Joseph Riggio each Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Leadership Intuitions, power, achievement, relationships. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. And today my guest is Dr. N.S. Xavier, M.D. His brand new book is Fulfillment Using Real Conscience. A Practical Guide for Psychological and Spiritual Wellness. Dr. Xavier has integrated spirituality in his psychiatric practice for the past three decades. He's presented on conscience in national and international meetings and previously authored the scholarly acclaimed book, The Two Faces of Religion. His cross-cultural experience and knowledge of religion, literature, and empathy and pragmatism and humor makes his writings very delightful and beneficial. Welcome back, Dr. Xavier. Thank you. Let's talk about the difference between conscience and superego. Yeah, um, let me use this uh, example from the New Testament. Uh, there is this story about a woman who was caught uh, committing adultery. So a group of men caught her and took her to Jesus. And they reminded Jesus that uh, she should be stoned to death based on the law of Moses. 
Now, um, you can imagine their emotional state. They had seen uh, somebody having sex. It must have been sexually stimulating. They were thinking of stoning her to death, so aggressive feelings. And they were uh, trying to test uh, Jesus. So they were fired up with uh, uh, these different feelings. Jesus didn't engage them uh, at, at an emotional level in terms of uh, he getting emotional and arguing. He didn't uh, um, question their uh, judgment. He put it on the side and he was calm and uh, he bent down and wrote on the ground. My interpretation is that this was uh, Jesus' way of helping them, making them more calm down. Hmm. Because if you are too emotional, then we are likely to uh, make choice based on the feeling. And if we are less emotional, we can listen to the still small voice of conscience better. Anyway, um, after um, calming them down, Jesus uh, challenged them with uh, uh, saying, he among you who has not sinned cast the first stone. So again, it was not uh, for them to to use a committee or use a group discussion, but to think deep in their own individual heart. Mm-hmm. And and when they did, you know, the, the description is that they left one by one. They had come as a group. They left uh, uh, calmly convicted by their own conscience. Hmm. That's the only place in the four Gospels where the word conscience is used. So you can see that, uh, uh, you know, the superego judgment based on their social conditioning was to stone her to death. But when they used their conscience, when they calmed down and reflected using empathy and compassion and reason, you know, the outcome was entirely different. Mm-hmm. So that way, you know, um, the so with the conscience, we had to have an open mind and uh, look at the situation with reason and uh, with empathy and 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 compassion, you know, to to judge. Uh, so that, but the superego, what we pick up from family and society. So many of the judgments may be reasonable and fair, but there may be other judgments that are, uh, you know, really unreasonable and unfair. Mm-hmm. And the trouble is a lot of times uh, uh, we may be automatically made, making the judgment without really uh, using uh, any kind of reflection, reasoning, empathy, compassion, and so on. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. Uh, and so it is also important to to have some understanding of human needs, you know, so, you know, um, like, uh, for example, uh, I have come across uh, several cases where um, a couple uh, is uh, having a lot of trouble because the man may be too controlling, but he may, instead of realizing that he has too much need for control and power, he may be misinterpreting that he's being the head of the family and exercising his uh, uh, role as the you know head of the family, looking at it from a moral uh, 
a moralistic kind of view without an understanding of his excessive need for hmm. power and control. Very interesting. Right. You know, that may explain a concept that I've heard people talk about, and maybe you can explain this to the audience, and that is people who can live what we call that secret life. You know, yeah. they can be in a relationship or married and have someone on the side and right. think it's okay Right. Because they're functioning, as you said, as the patriarch, as the good father, as right. the good husband, and they have this other need that they're filling, right. but they think they're okay because they can separate it. Right, it, right. It, it's kind of an example of what you just said. What do you think right. about that? Yeah, that, you know, they're, uh, they're not really uh, using their sense of fairness, the same, same men uh, would be often, you know, Terribly upset and angry if uh, if their wives <laughs> do the same, right? You know, so it's uh, like uh, a double standard, mm. uh, and also you know a lot of times it's uh, destructive and it is probably usually unfair to both the wife, wives and the affair partners, you know, because many of them would be also uh, telling the affair partner all kinds of uh, lies or. Uh, you know, kind of making false promises or uh, telling all kinds of stories about, uh, you know, bad things about their wives, you know, and so on. So it's a lot of, uh, at least, if, you know, from a spiritual angle, it's uh, it's very unhealthy. Hmm. Hmm. Right. So it, it's uh, there's a difference in what you're saying is you have to be able to uh, to identify and tell the difference between your own needs right. and what you're telling yourself. There's almost a right. story right. you're telling yourself. Right. You know, and often if we you know really stand back and and uh, uh, look at the needs and look at the situation, um, you know, with the with the current knowledge, uh, you know, even basic knowledge about. Uh, uh, the human needs and so on. People can, you know, often see, but you know the thing is, uh, uh, often we uh, don't want to see some something, so we kind of lie to ourselves. Or I use the word bullshit. You know, this, this mm-hmm. professor uh, Frank. Well, but, uh, it, you know, and I want to take that story that you just said about right. you know having an affair, and I want to yeah. twist it a little bit and get your right. thoughts. Yeah. So now you have someone who says, my wife is wonderful, Yeah. I'm very happily married, right. and what, it's okay that I'm doing this behind her back, because she has everything she needs, and why can't we just enjoy each other and have fun? Not, and absolutely, yeah. in their conscience, doesn't feel guilty. And that, so if you look at conscience, and then you look at role, and obviously something has to be off, Right. Because if it wasn't off, you wouldn't do that. Right. Either, you know, the person is uh, uh, um, using a superego, supposing he is um, uh, with, uh, you know, he grew up in a family where his father did the same thing, and, and he grew up with the idea it is okay, or he's with a group that uh, says, you know, uh, boys are boys, and they do this. and I see. And, and so... So it may be okay with their superego, and so they may not feel guilty. And if you look at, you know, like religious extremists, for example, they do a lot of bad things, and they don't feel guilty because uh, those bad things, even suicide bombing, may be okay according to their superego, you know, their mm-hmm. social programming. You know, 
that's you know because they don't use their conscience and they they just uh, go by the programming. Mm. So how do you so how do you reconcile that? Well, um, if so, if people want to be genuinely spiritual, then they have to really look at their uh, behavior and their motivation and and and, and really the self reflection you know part of using conscience i talk about four steps one is awareness um, you know being more aware of one's uh, uh, choices and one the reasoning and and the consequence and and how it affects other people then in in the the next step is decision deciding using reason and uh, the spirit of the golden rule and not just uh, deciding by one's feeling mm. or one's uh, superego or, you know, the social programming. The, then, you know, after awareness and decision, you have to act on on that because, you know, a lot of times we may make, uh, decide, uh, you know, c- certain action, you know, losing weight or quitting drinking or something, is good, but if we don't act on it, then it doesn't, you know, really help. So, and and then even as we act on uh, based on the good decision, we have to also reevaluate. Although we may have good intention, but is it working out uh, properly? Is it uh, producing good fruits? You know, so that reevaluation is important. A lot of times. People, you know, especially with addiction and personality disorders, they won't reevaluate properly. They would blame the situation or or somebody else. And someone else, right? But they get away with it, Dr. Yeah. Xavier. Well, within themselves, they may not feel guilty by playing on these games, but uh, but then, you know, a lot of times, they, you know, after a while, they get into trouble, or or they will have to keep on mm-hmm. <laughs> playing the game. Because once they openly look at the situation, they would feel guilty, or they would have other consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break, and we are talking to Dr. Xavier, MD, psychiatrist. His new book is Fulfillment Using Real Conscience, Practical Guide for Psychological and Spiritual Wellness. Dr. Xavier has integrated spirituality in his psychiatric practice for the past three decades. He's previously authored the scholarly acclaimed book, Two Faces of Religion. You're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on voiceamerica.com. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are, or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific. 
Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hello, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on VoiceAmerica.com. My guest is Dr. Xavier, MD. His book is Fulfillment Using Real Conscience, Practical Guide for Psychological and Spiritual Wellness. Dr. Xavier has integrated spirituality in his psychiatric practice for the past three decades. He's presented on conscience in national and international meetings, and he's written the scholarly acclaimed The Two Faces of Religion. Welcome back, Dr. Xavier. Let's Thank talk you. about the golden rule, doing unto others as you want them to do unto you. How important is that? Right. You know, um, uh, George Bernard Shaw made the statement that uh, uh, don't do to others as you would have them do it to you because their tastes may be different. You know, mm-hmm. Our tastes are related to our needs, and the needs are even more important. You know, like, uh, uh, for example, uh, if a female patient was telling me she and her husband are having a lot of conflicts about about sex, uh, his sexual, uh, he wants sex, um, you know, several times a, a, a week, and she... Um, doesn't have that need. She needs it only you know, less less than once a week. Anyway, um, so I was asking her, you know, whether you know she enjoys sex when they get into it. Yeah, she enjoys. And um, so I also asked her, uh, does he meet her needs? You know, what uh, her needs? Yeah, he does. So. Um, I asked her, you know, uh, can she look at uh, the situation that uh, he's, he has a stronger need for sex and uh, she has, you know, lower, lesser need for sex. Mm-hmm. And and uh, how would she react if uh, if he doesn't meet her needs? You know. Uh, and what did she, she say? Said, yeah, she said. Uh, Oh, okay. She would be really unhappy, and she would, she would be, uh, uh, she would stay angry and upset, and and act negatively to him. But he was 
not uh, not being nasty about uh, meeting his sexual uh, needs. He would just talk to her and try to persuade her. But she didn't see the uh, that there's a, a genuine need on his part. She thought, you know, uh, well, she's being fair to him because uh, she didn't, you know, didn't see the importance of uh, of uh, more sex. Uh, but, you know, once uh, we talked about it and I posed the question, you know, you think you're being really fair, you know, I mean, of course, if uh, more sex is painful or difficult or not, not uh, pleasurable, that's one thing, but, you know, your need is less, his need is more, so you can think about uh, um, what would be a fair solution. And uh, the next time she came back to see me, she said she really thought about it and she realized she was uh, uh, being unfair um, and that she could really enjoy it, uh, but uh, she didn't have the need uh, and she realized uh, he had this uh, uh, need and it was not uh, not something he was uh, imposing on her. Uh, so, so, so she, she changed the way she was thinking. Right, right, yeah. So she realized, uh, you know, so the the difference in their their uh, uh, sexual need rather than you know because she didn't have the need she didn't think uh, he really had the need she thought well you know he was saying it and um, actually she she said she told all her girlfriends also to <laughs> to, uh, to reflect on it and be more fair. So what do you say to people who come in? You know, one of the things we talked about during the break was sort of the blame game. You know, when people don't want to admit things, it becomes the other person's fault. Right, right. You know, how do you yeah. work with that, you yeah. know, in terms of conscience? Right. You can't make somebody look at themselves if they don't want to. Yeah, yeah. a lot of times, uh, at least when they come to me, they would have some problems going on. Either they may have some symptoms like anxiety or depression or uh, some relationship conflict or something going on, or they're in a crisis and they're in a hospital or something. So um, I would try to, uh, you know, um, address the uh, their symptom, and also I would, you know, if I sense that there is a personality kind of problem, uh, then I would talk about. Uh, let's look at. Uh, whether you have some leanings that may be not in your own best interest. I use this analogy, if we keep a plant in a place where it has to lean to get the light, then you know, then it will grow with a certain leaning. And Or if there is a heavy wind or something, the plant may be leaning. Anyway, in in, if we want to straighten it, we have to, um, you know, give us support, not to, not not to keep the leaning, but to straighten it. So, you know, like that to, um, you know, say you can straighten, you can see whether, um, you know, some of these problems, whether you are judging yourself too harshly, or or you are not. Uh, um, I mean, you're being too lenient to yourself, and you know, and seeing these all these problems, uh, 
based on your circumstance or or because of other people. Let's also look at what maybe some things you can do to be uh, strong, uh, stronger, where you are, you know, using your own powers better and so on. So I am able to, you know, once I sense, you know, uh, uh, a lot, sometimes, you know, many times it would be also by taking a, some history from uh, somebody, uh, mm-hmm. family member or boyfriend, girlfriend, somebody, you know, who might also give some uh, some impression about the problem. And mm-hmm. and in, in addiction, you know, almost always the person would have a, a person, uh, the kind of character defect, you know, so it's, uh, and I can talk about this step six of the uh, the total steps is about character defect, so that's that's easy to uh, uh, to open the discussion. Uh, with that, All right, that. we have a few minutes left. What would right. you say is your message? What would you like people to get from this interview? Uh, I would say you know it's uh, important to understand uh, the power and use the power of conscience to guide us. And you have some, you know, basic understanding of the human need, and that these needs uh, are not same in everybody. That the intensity of the need and the uh, priority of the needs uh, differ. And so, in uh, trying to apply the golden rule, we have to keep in mind the, the other person's uh, uh, need may be, be somewhat different. What are some um, chapters in the book that you think would help people give them some concrete exercises to help them use their conscience more? The um, in chapter two, I have a whole section on how to use conscience well, and it has the four steps: awareness, decision. Action and evaluation. Say, the, say those again, please. Uh, the four steps of using conscious conscience well. That is awareness, the better awareness. Uh, the mm-hmm. second step is uh, decision. Decision uh, using reason and the golden rule, and not uh, not simply using feeling or or the superego to make the decision. And action, you know, having enough uh, self-discipline and willpower to act on the good decision, and the fourth step, re-evaluation, so that we can, based on the result of the action, we can judge whether that was the the better decision or not. Okay, just say just say the words again. The first one is awareness. Awareness. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. next. Next is uh, decision. Decision? Yeah, de- deciding which uh, choice is right. Deciding, okay. And the next? Then action. Action. Yeah, act- acting based on the good choice. Then and re-evaluation. Evaluation. So you then evaluate afterwards. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the program, Dr. Xavier. Um, how can people find your book? I have a website, uh, it's uh, realconscience.com. 
real conscience. And uh, Amazon.com has it, and uh, the uh, publisher is Author House. Okay. Thank you, Patricia. Well, I really thank you so much. And can people log on to your website? Sure, yeah, yeah. And what is that? Uh, Realconscience.com. Realconscience.com. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Xavier. Stay on the line. Folks, that does it for us for Positive Living with Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need. Know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Have a great Monday and a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.